Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up three cents at 5.73 and three quarters. January soybeans up a quarter cent at 12.63 and a half. December Chicago wheat up 17 and three quarters at 8.40 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat up 20 and three quarters cents at 8.55 and a half. December spring wheat is up 22 and a quarter at 10.32 and a half. Those are some fresh nine-year highs in your winter wheat contracts. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, um, you can see them in my, in my new office here this morning a little bit of a move over the weekend remember guys we have a uh, holiday week here so the markets are closed on thursday for thanksgiving uh, we're gonna have a normal close on wednesday 1 20 p.m central time for the grains and then following that normal close on uh, wednesday we will reopen friday morning at 8 30 a.m central so no overnight trade uh, on thursday a little bit of concern here regarding Russia, the Ukraine, and tensions there. The U.S. has shared, the U.S. government has shared intelligence with European allies indicating a buildup of Russian troops and artillery preparing for a rapid, large-scale push into Ukraine. Some reports indicate that more than 90,000 Russian troops have amassed around the Ukrainian border. A Ukrainian defense intelligence agency uh, official said that he expects an attack at the end of January or early February. Uh, why is this of concern to us? Well, Russia is the world's largest wheat exporter. Ukraine is the fifth largest wheat exporter. Any sort of disruption of wheat exports in the Black Sea region is a big problem in regard to the global export situation. Uh, we've seen stuff like this before. There's been conflict between um, Russia and the Ukraine in particular and before. But um, you look at a market like wheat where we've already got tight supplies. Um, we've already got the tightest situation in the U.S. in several years, tightest global supply demand situation in several years. This is a, an uncertainty and a potentially friendly input. There's also some corn implications here. I mean, Ukraine is the world's fourth largest corn exporter. Um, so you've got wheat futures, winter wheat futures, your SRW and HRW trading at their best level since December of 2012 this morning morning. Pretty impressive stuff. And that story is not the only reason, but uh, I think it certainly helps. China's imports of U.S. soybeans declined 77% in October versus the same month last year. They only imported 29 million bushels. They were 125 million in October of 2020. Uh, the hurricane is your big issue here. Um, we know that U.S. exports out of the Gulf were displaced or disrupted for, through basically all of September into a good chunk of October. Also, Brazilian exports were competitive on, on the market in terms of pricing. In addition to that, you had less than stellar crush margins in China. Total uh, October soybean imports for all destinations were down 41%, but they're only down 5% in terms of Chinese imports for the first 10 months of the year. So uh, I guess that's not a surprise given the hurricane implication. The energy markets are in correction territory. Your nearby January crude oil traded below $75 per barrel overnight for the first time in five weeks. That contract peaked uh, close to 84 on October 25th. Uh, heating oil, natural gas, everything has set back here. And you know, this is something that a lot of people wanted to see is a setback in the crude oil market, a setback in heating oil, a setback in natural gas. Eventually, we'll get our setback um, 
at the pump here. We just haven't seen it yet. But uh, this morning, you've got this this January WTI floating around 76 bucks. Uh, it's come off the highs quite a bit. So you should start to see it. I think I started to see prices at the pump ease just a little bit here um, this week or uh, this past weekend. But I think you should see potentially a little bit more of that. The U.S. dollar index approaches fresh multi-month highs this morning. We're just a hair shy of um, last week's highs, and you're getting into your uh, getting pretty close to the highest level since summer of 2020. Uh, you've got one real obvious or two very obvious factors going on here. So when it comes to the U.S. dollar, this most well-followed version of the index is most heavily weighted toward the euro currency. The euro currency is like 58% of the weighting in this dollar index. In Europe, the European Central Bank has told us that they are not going to hike interest rates anytime soon. They have no interest in that. They think their economy is fragile. They're concerned about COVID. They're concerned about uh, energy prices, all sorts of things. We're here in the United States. Uh, we expect the Fed to hike rates sometime in mid to late 2022. So when you've got one country going towards a, a more kind of aggressive policy uh, with higher rates and one country uh, continuing to lean on extremely easy money type policy in Europe, um, the, the dollar is going to win here in, in terms of uh, which one is stronger. So the dollar has been strong. And that's typically, you know, typically that's a negative for commodity markets. I don't know if it really has been this time around, to be honest. Um, but uh, certainly something to be aware of. Uh, quick harvest weather update. Weekend rains were confined mostly to, you know, some areas of the uh, eastern Corn Belt and southeast part of the country. Um, you know, if you were in, say, that southeastern part of Illinois, a bunch of Indiana caught some rain, Kentucky um, uh, into Ohio caught some rain over the weekend, uh, central corn belt, Western corn belt plains from, from the Canadian border border all the way down to Texas were dry. Uh, next seven days, pretty dry here as well. I mean, you'll see some rains, but these green areas on my map here are, are less than, you know, a quarter inch of rain. So pretty dry here for the next week. I think that, I think the things, uh, should wrap up pretty quickly in a lot of these areas here would be my expectation. And we'll see an update from USDA uh, regarding harvest progress this afternoon. We had a cattle on feed report out on Friday. I'd say that it was largely neutral. Cattle on feed were expected about unchanged versus last year. That's about what we got. Placements, uh, 102. You're we looking for 102. Marketing's pretty much in line with expectations as well, around 96%. So no big surprises there. Cash cattle uh, were a little bit better last week. In the outside markets, the US dollar is just marginally higher ahead of the cash open, but again, very strong. The Stock market's up. The S&P's up 13. The Dow's up 93. Bonds down a little bit. Precious metals are mixed. Crude oil is down 14 cents at 75.09 in the February WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.